It's my joy to worship with you, and it is my honor to minister the Word of God with you this evening. I want to talk to you and speak to you about hearing God in the middle of suffering. Hearing God in the middle of suffering. Let's turn to, if you want to turn your Bible with me, 1 Thessalonians um, chapter 2, verse 13. We'll read one verse, but we'll study a little more than one verse. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. And we also also thank God constantly for this, that when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of man, but as what it really is, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. Let's pray. Father, give us that grace, give us that mercy to be able to hear your voice, through the man and the woman of God that you have placed in our lives, even in this moment. Give us the grace, and give us the grace of open ears that only you can create, as you've done so, so many times, supernaturally, when you walked on this earth, Lord. Lead us, speak to us, open our ears, it is in your name we pray, amen. We come alive through hearing. We come alive hearing. We can come alive through hearing, even in the midst of the darkest nights. Even if you're coming in and joining us in the middle of suffering, what seems to be a dark night of the soul, your soul can come alive if you can hear from the Lord. That's why we're so desperate to hear from God. The context in the Thessalonian church, we got to go back to the context and study a little more. So let's go back to one chapter before that, and let's read verse 6 of chapter 1. It says this about the Thessalonian church. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord. What Paul is saying is, you know, I can't really say that you're my favorite, but you're kind of like my favorite. You know how you have many children, but you can't say, and you really shouldn't have a favorite as a good parent, but you kind of feel like it some days? He's looking at Corinthian church and going like, I don't know if they can be my favorite. Thessalonian church, you became imitators of us. You could see the smile and hear the smile of Paul's letter and of the Lord. So this is a great church. Paul Paul is loving this church. And the reason is this, for you receive the word. But listen, one step deeper, in much affliction. So this church was going through a trial, a deep trial but they found joy through hearing the word of the lord last year when covid first started we were all kind of scared about weird symptoms in our body and one night um i felt like a chest pain here and i felt like i couldn't breathe so i didn't know if this was heart attack or covid but i didn't really care me and my wife we drove to er actually i was trying to be a tough guy and say i'm not gonna go and my wife's like no i'm gonna make you go So you're going to get in the car, and we're going to go. So we went. So when we went, what what did they do? They said, okay, sit down, because this could be serious. And they took my vitals. They took all the signs of life that is necessary to me. It was nothing. So, yeah, it was nothing. I, I thought someone would praise God for it, but you're like, it was nothing. I'm so disappointed. I was looking for a great story where you suffer a lot. No, 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 it was nothing. It was just a scare. But you know what was awesome was the doctor would take all the vital signs, right? So when you and I are in the middle of suffering, what are some vital signs for our soul? The vital sign that the Holy Spirit checks and you and I need to check is hearing 
the voice of God. It is never about the circumstances, is it now? The fact of the matter is, the vital sign is, can you hear the Lord where you are right now? It is not about the circumstances. It is about the voice of God. That's why Paul is to say, let's go back to this verse, chapter, uh, chapter 2, verse 13. So we also thank God for you constantly for this. Paul is proud of them. He's grateful to God for this. That when you receive the word of God, that you, which you heard from us, you accepted it. Oh, you hear the difference? Hearing to accepting. We hear the word of God a lot of times, don't we? But how many, of us, how many of us accept the word of God? Accepting the word of God. That is how we hear the word of God. In the middle of suffering. Though sometimes you're like, I don't understand. I really don't feel like accepting it, God. I kind of want to disagree with you. If it is the word of God, we accept it. And that gives us life in the middle of suffering. 2013, Bangladesh, a major building in a factory, uh, you know, a region, it, it kind of collapsed all of a sudden. It was a major collapse, and a 70-year-old um, girl was kind of stuck inside. She was visiting her mama, and when she got up, because it, it, it happened suddenly, she found herself trapped in a complete darkness with nothing to see and nothing that she could hear. For about 24 hours, she screamed and yelled, saying, Mama, Mama, is there anyone out there? She cried her heart out, but no one came for help. So she was about to give up. No water, nothing that she could see, hopelessness, despair, dark night of the soul, if we could call it for her. And at the end of the 24 hours, she just heard the little voice. She couldn't see anything, no more light, but she could hear just one voice. Is there anyone out there? I'm here to help. Just that one voice. And after hearing that voice, without water, she was able to sustain 48 more hours. Because of that one voice, even though it was still dark, that voice was telling her, I'm here and help is on the way. Isn't that the word of God for you and me? It is never about the circumstances changing first, but it's the word of God coming to infuse faith in your souls and strengthen your soul, and you hold on to it till what he said becomes truth. That's how we overcome suffering, the dark nights of the soul. I don't know what that is for you tonight, but I hope and I pray that you came to hear the word of God tonight because that will sustain you. That will give you life. That will give you the breakthrough that we've been singing about. It is not the feeling. It is the word of God. I want to talk to you if it's okay for those who are attending the school of prophecy like, like me. This week, Maybe you go to the word of God. I know your schedule is busy and maybe you'll be tired, but maybe you try to find God in the word of God more than ever before. And maybe you'll hear from God in the word of God. Maybe in that place, everyone in this room, as this wonderful church is hosting everyone, maybe we could go into the word of God and hear from God. Again, I say, because we come alive in the middle of suffering through hearing. If we hear well, we will come alive. It is not about the circumstances. Please listen. We see this in the Bible over and over and over. Promise, covenant always comes first. And that the circumstances are now only catching up to what God has said. So faith is always about waiting what God has said. It's the actualization and manifestation of what he has promised. In that gap we stand. And that's why faith is required when we hear the word of God. But you need to hear it again and again and again because that is going to sustain you. 
Can I say, can I say this? If, if you're suffering right now, if you feel like you're in the middle of the dark night of the soul, can I say this to you? The word of God, the word of God has power to bring you life and give you life. How do we know? Because isn't it, didn't faith for you come from hearing? Are you with me in this? Isn't the gospel, didn't you hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and you said, okay, I receive it as my Lord and Savior and you got saved, that's why you're sitting here. Now, if the gospel of Jesus Christ can save you from eternal damnation and hell and every curse, the word of God, the same word of God can deliver you from the global pandemic or whatever else that we're going through. That is the power of the word of God. It will save us. It will lead us. It will give us strength to move on. We find this in the life of Lazarus. Jesus simply said, Lazarus, come out. He was dead. He was dead. That is the power of the, power of the word of God. Maybe, maybe you feel like I, I'm, I just barely made it. But really inside, in my spirit, in my soul, in my emotion, I feel really dead. The word of God will make it come alive. Because there's resurrection power in the word of God. When the word of God is spoken, that power is now released. We go to Ezekiel, don't we see the same thing? To the dry dead bones, the Lord said, prophesy. And Ezekiel said, oh, I prophesied as the Lord has told me to. And the dry bones started to come together. And the Lord said, prophesy to speak the word of God. And then the wind came, the breath of God came, and life came. The power of God, the word of God comes when you hear the word of God. We find in the Old Testament, the people of God were perishing when they were not hearing the word of God. This is Isaiah 66, verse 4. Because when, and this is the Lord speaking, when I called, no one answered. When I spoke, they did not listen. But in Nehemiah, we find that when the people of God started to listen, life started to come back to them. It says in Nehemiah 8.3, and when he read from it facing, as is the word of God, the square before the water gate from early morning till midday, early morning till midday, and you say, your service is long. Early morning to midday, just reading the word of God in the presence of the man and woman and those who could understand and the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law, and revival broke out. And then you know that famous verse following this, verse 12 says, the joy of the Lord shall be your strength. When you hear the word of God, you know what else gets restored in your soul and my soul? The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is not just randomly found. It comes through, and it comes after following the revelation, the word of God. When we study Samuel, when did he become Samuel? When did he start to be prophetic and to walk the calling that God has placed in his life? This is 1 Samuel 3, 7. And now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. He didn't know the Lord. And the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. This is verse 9. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, go lie down. And if God, he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord. And you know the rest. For your servant hears. This is when his call, his walk as the prophet started. Well, actually, his first prophecy that he heard after this wasn't that encouraging because it's about, you know, your mentor. He's going to be judged and he's going to die, him and his, all his family. And okay, you go a little, Samuel, and tell him. 
I don't think any one of us would want that assignment, but that was his assignment because that was his portion. But what happened? The first prayer Samuel prayed was, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. In the dark night of the soul when the whole nation could not hear from God and worship was disturbed and worship was distorted, Samuel, there was in a light, a glimmer of light coming through this young boy saying, here I am, Lord. I am listening. Paul, I love Paul because he had a different kind, a different level of love for the word of the Lord and hearing the Lord. When Silas and Timothy, this is Acts 18.5, arrived in Macedonia, Paul, he wasn't only listening, he was occupied with the word. He was in love. He fell in love with the word of God. He was taken away by the love of God. How many of you, by a show of hands, and men, the next question I ask, just shoot your hand really high, especially if you're sitting next to your spouse. How many of you in this room ever fell in love before? I warned you, man. Yes, 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 yes. Good for you. Good for you. Brownie points for you. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm trying to help you as your pastor. I'm just trying to help you. <laughs> Paul fell in love with the word of God. And then from there, he started to evangelize the word of the Lord. Being occupied, taken away from the word of the Lord. The mountain of transfiguration in Mark 9. God shows up, then a cloud appeared and enveloped them. And a voice from the cloud, this is my son whom I love. And what does the Lord say? One command, he says, listen to him. Family, let's listen to God. That will save us even in the dark night of the soul. Now let's take one step deeper. Let's just say, okay, pastor, that's great. I want to hear from God. You got me. There's a hunger for it. Or maybe you're interested. Then how do we get there? Let's go and revisit the verse. This is 1 Thessalonians 2.13 again. And we also thank God constantly for this, that when you receive the word of God, so here's the word of God receiving. How did they receive? What can we learn here? Which you heard from us, the leaders and the man of the house, the people that God has placed in your life, or maybe the people that you will meet tonight. You accepted it not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. You know what starts to happen when we start to not hear the word of God when something goes wrong in our soul is we start to second guess the alignment and the assignment that God has given us. That those God has placed over you to disciple you and lead you, you start to now second guess them. There's a gap that starts to form. And then you can't hear God and you wonder why because you really believe that they're wrong. And maybe they are wrong. Well, maybe, the, maybe you are wrong. We don't know. But here's the thing, because God is a God of order, God always works this way. He doesn't just talk to you. He talks to you from the body of Christ. He always talks to you from the body of Christ. So this is why, listen, we need to pray for our pastors and this is why we need to protect, fortify, and cherish our relationship with our spiritual leaders. 
Because they represent, yes, we could clap for that, yeah. Because here was a church, and Paul was away from that. He was just writing a letter saying, they're going, I don't just read a instruction here. I'm hearing the word of God through Paul. Yes, you might say, okay, this is the inerrant word of God, and this is the, canonically, this is complete, you know, verbal, plain, and inspiration, whatever all might be. I get it, but did they know that? Let's just go to that time and that place. And how do you know what is what? What if we learn to submit? Because doesn't it take humility to hear from God? So maybe the issue is not God. Maybe the issue is our arrogance. That has blocked our hearing. Um, I was planning on not saying his name, but I'm just going to say it. Um, Pastor David Houston has been coaching us when we were planting church. And um, I think it was uh, about two years into our plant, and I'm preaching, and I'm really, like, church is kind of picking up, and I'm getting excited, but really excited as a kind of holy verbiage for saying I'm getting prideful, you know. I'm like, things are going kind of, you know, well, and, and I'm a great pastor. Here we go. Why wouldn't they like this church? This is almost, this is heaven. If they don't like this, they don't like heaven. It's their problem, right? I, they, they, it's, I don't think it's me, right? So he comes and he's coming and he's like, I'm going to go visit you. I'm like, great, because he's going to say great things. This is because it's going great. He comes and he's, he's sitting and I'm, I'm preaching. I'm preaching my heart out. And I'm, you know, there's some insecurities and there's some like, I hope you like this. You know, I'm, I'm not really trying to please God, but maybe even men, right? Probably was. I'm sitting there preaching. But I thought it went great. But maybe I, was, I got over, overly excited when I was preaching. It's all done. I sit down. At the back of the room, I think it was my, in my wife's office, and we sit down. And Pastor David starts to share compliments. I said, of course, here it goes. <laughs> I knew this. I, I'm definitely prophetic because I knew this. <laughs> and about five minutes in, he goes, you know, June, do, do you think maybe you are trying to push your people? And my face went dark, and I knew it, and my wife knew it. And it was bad enough. I was like, am, am I being demon-possessed right now because I'm getting really angry here? I don't want to receive this feedback right now. Because my wife is looking at me, and he, she's not saying it, but I could hear it. Say yes, say yes. <laughs> I don't say anything to what seems to be a minute or two because that touched something in my soul. And I had a choice. I mean, I respect him. I love him. Do I say Yes. And really try to learn and say, please teach me and give me this gift of wisdom. Thank you for taking the risk to open this up and talk about my motivation. I said yes because she was looking at me. <laughs> but it was one of the best things that I've done. And after that, God started to just work in my heart. I mean, ask my wife. He just started to bring up things that was like 30 years ago. I'm like, God, that's a long time ago. God's like, I know, but we haven't dealt with it. And God's going, is that 20? God, that's 20 years ago. We got to go ahead, God. Like, we got to move on, kind of. God's like, nope. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, same for me. Let's talk. And it's like, <laughs> okay, you do you. Kind of like, but when he touches, I'm going, I needed that. <laughs> I needed to talk about that. I've been carrying that too long. It's been too heavy. But that choice needed to be made. Tonight, we have a presbytery where 
you get a prophecy and maybe you come back on Friday and maybe you'll hear from God. Me and my wife, our lives were one of the most remarkable moments of revelation and grace and brokenness happened in one of those moments. We heard from God. One of the fathers in this house spoke over us and we were broken, we're never the same. God spoke over us. God has given us visions and dreams in the moment that it's gonna happen in about five minutes. God showed up, God spoke to us and cut through some thick darkness that we were trying to swim through. And you know what's interesting is that it's not only those fathers, we actually, when, when last year, no, actually two years ago, um, they're, they're having a school of prophecy and we came as a staff to get prophesied over and a young lady who was in that group, who was a student, was prophesying over us. It was the first time ever prophesying. She was super nervous. And she says something over us, one simple sentence. We broke down weeping. for such a purity and grace. It was straight from heaven. And she was like, did I get it right? I think so. <laughs> I really think you got something right. You were supposed to practice on us, but that was a really good practice. Things that she couldn't know unless it was by revelation of God. Expect God to speak to you, family. And that will lead you out of your suffering. I want to close by saying this. There's a benefit to the sufferings, and that is the gift of hearing. I'm going to read the verse again, 13, the end of it. The, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. For you brothers became imitators of the church of God in Christ Jesus that are in Judea. For you suffered the same things. Psalm 119.71 says this. It is good for me that I was afflicted. That I might learn your statutes. The benefit of suffering that you are going through is that you hear from God better because our reward is Jesus Christ himself. It is not the gift that he brings, it is his voice himself because that is good enough because that voice is what saved us because that voice is what is gonna sustain us. That voice will lead us home. So let us listen to the voice of God even in suffering because that is light, that is hope. Let's pray. Father, open our ears. Though we know this word is true, we can't do this, but you can. Help us. I pray that you'll speak to us this evening and this week, this weekend, in a unique and a special way that you've never done before, Lord, over every one of us in this room. It is in your name we pray. Amen.